Welcome to Tactically Acquired. Our goal is to document military-connected living history in a fun and easy environment. We will capture the stories of our active duty, guard, reservists, veterans, ROTC, and their families, sharing their stories, adventures, and journeys across the military life cycle. The podcast is for anyone interested in joining the military, has been part of the military, or wishes to learn more about military life. In addition, we want to bridge the growing military-civilian divide through education. This is unfiltered, meaning we'll go over the good, the bad, and yes, maybe even the ugly of being a military-connected individual. I'm your host, Rusty Martis, a retired Air Force Mustang and OEF veteran, and I run the Veterans Resource Station at North Kentucky University. I am very fortunate to be sitting here with Paul and Patty, and I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves, and uh, if you can kind of share the branch of service and your relationship. Paul, you want to start Patty? Yes, Patty Fellinger and Paul and I were married in 1968. Um, he was in ROTC, and we knew from that point that he was going to be going to Vietnam. And? Paul Fellinger. I graduated from Xavier University, ROTC, and was commissioned in June of 1968. Uh, we were married at the time, and, uh, and we took off for Fort Sill at that point. Uh, not having any uh, background in the military at that point. And so um, I'm going to jump to both of you real quick with this question. But, Paul, I want to start with you if you don't mind. Um, After going to ROTC, you went to Fort Sill in? Oklahoma. In Oklahoma to learn what position? I went to the uh, officer basic course eventually. Um, because of my status, I worked in the Visitors Bureau for about six months before my course started. So uh, we became acquainted with, with Fort Sill, and, and particularly uh, in the Visitors Bureau, I knew what was going on and where to go on weekends and what to see. So uh, that's how we started our career. Okay, and that kind of answered, Patty. I was going to say, did you were you able to travel along with them at that period yes, of time? Yes, we, um, we went together as a team, we had a Volkswagen, a 68 Volkswagen, and we, um, we went out to Fort Sill, 18 hours to get there. Mm-hmm. And we had everything we owned on the top of the car in two boxes. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was exciting. I mean, we needed certain things, and, and, but in the back of my, our minds, we knew that sooner or later, this Vietnam was gonna come up and we're gonna have to figure out how it's gonna work out. So. Okay. And that's what we did. So. You should say we had a baby in the back also. Yes, we oh. did. We had a baby in the back. So, yep, a baby in the back in a Volkswagen. And you got to Oklahoma. You got settled in. You said you spent six months there, Paul? Originally. Be- originally. And then he went. Well, there. six months. But I stayed there for the for the course, the, uh, the basic course. Gotcha. Um, after the basic course, then, I was assigned to the uh, Pershing Missile Battalion, 2nd to 44th. And we were actually in Fort Sill for two years before I was uh, deployed to Vietnam. Okay, so baby is now two years old. Oh, yes, but we had another baby or two (laughs) after that. So, yes. So by the time he was getting ready to go to Vietnam, which was 1970, we had a two-month-old, we had a one-year-old, and we had a two-year-old. So needless to say, I knew what my job was going to be. And he had his position in the army. So, all right. Before we get there, I'm just curious, what was it like from a spouse perspective? Uh, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, that you grew up around this area. 
Yes. And move into Oklahoma where that support system not is not necessarily there anymore. What was that experience like for you? It's correct. Um, well, my husband will tell you that my uh, long distance phone calls were, were many. Um, but having said that, there were a lot of people that we met mm -hmm. and it becomes a your, your newest group. And they were very helpful. All the people there that we met are contemporaries. And, um, uh, and they were all very supportive of each other, which is something that obviously we left in Cincinnati, but we gained it a different type in uh, Oklahoma. Absolutely. Now, did you have a good understanding of what you were getting yourself into from a spouse perspective um, before you left this area and got there? Uh, no, no. I, I can honestly say it was a baptism of fire. I learned as we went along um, all the moves. I'd never, never gotten out of Cincinnati. At that time, neither neither did you, correct? Yeah. So we were learning together, and we enjoyed it very much. Um, but in the back of our minds, we always knew this Vietnam thing was going to come up. So we we tried to um, uh, do the best we could, and and we did. We did. We had a good time, but our family came first. So that's what we were trying to get get the get it together that way. So. Well, and we hear this from a military standpoint all the time is adaptability and flexibility, but it's throughout the entire family. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So we're, we got into getting up to 1970, right? Mm -hmm. So, Paul, do you mind sharing a little bit about the experience of when you got notified that you were heading to Vietnam? Then I'm going to jump over to Patty That's and right. have her explain sure. her situation. Um, yes, it was September 1970 when um, I got my orders to go to Vietnam. Um, I brought everybody back here to Cincinnati, but then I went on um, and I was assigned to uh, a unit, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny, in the 4th Division. And I was made the motor sergeant in this uh, battalion. And I was there for 28 days. After 28 days, the 4th Division was being sent home. And so, Motor officer, I didn't know anything about motors, but I had a warrant officer who was a motor officer and he knew. So I just followed his lead and uh, followed the convoy, taking the equipment down to Cameron Bay and it was shipped off. And with that, then I was sent to the 101st Airborne Division uh, in Fubai. And I was with the uh, first of the 321st in, in, uh, in Fubai. Um, I was the S2 officer, intelligence officer. And um, I was, fortunately at that point, I was in a bunker during the day. And, um, and <clears throat> I guess the most interesting thing I did at that time was um, we seemed to have a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, in the wire, a lot of uh, things coming into the wire. We weren't sure what they were. So I convinced the division to give me uh, one of these big connexes. We cut out four sides, put in uh, naval binoculars in there, and we put um, uh, survey uh, equipment that would catch uh, any noise or anything, any movement in the wires. And so when we got a, a, a movement, I would run out to the helicopter, a little loach helicopter, two-person helicopter, and the pilot would be there, and we'd fly up and see where we could adjust fire under the enemy. Well, turned out it wasn't the enemy, it was deer that mm. were getting into the, into the uh, wire and triggering all the uh, uh, 
the survey equipment and so forth. Um, I was there for about, I guess I was there for six months, five months, because the first month was a, it was a port division. From there then, I was assigned to the division headquarters, the G3, and I was the, uh, the night duty officer in the division talk. Um, I would start the day, my day, like at five o'clock, and we would give the division commander and the brigade commanders uh, an evening briefing on what happened that day and what was going to happen the next day. And then when that was finished, I would then go into the talk and I would relieve the duty officer and, and spend the night then uh, run any operations in the talk. Mm-hmm. And I did that until I, until I came back to the States. And how long were you in Vietnam altogether? A year. Okay. A year. Okay. Yeah. A, a, year, year a year and a day. A year and one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's important. It is. It, it, it is important yeah. because um, I missed the flight that was supposed to take me back after a year. So I had to catch the flight the next day. Gotcha. And uh, I happened to be the senior officer on that flight. And so they told me that I got to sit in the first seat. That was great. And so we landed in Hawaii, uh, and then from there I flew to uh, uh, where did I fly somewhere? I, I guess or Seattle, yeah, mm-hmm. at, at SeaTac, um, and then came home from there. Okay. So, quick question: I'm going to jump over to you, Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, when you dropped the family off in Cincinnati, how long did it take you from Cincinnati to actually get to Vietnam? Was it a week, two weeks? Oh three no, weeks? no, 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 no! I flew from Cincinnati to. Uh, I guess to SeaTac again, and then we flew from SeaTac to Fairbanks, Alaska, um, just for a stopover, and then at Tokyo for a stopover, and then uh, to Vietnam. So it was pretty quick turnaround. It was for oh, absolutely. Before you're in, yes, yes. and then you're in it. Yes. When you got there, it sounded yes. like you were mission. Yes. From the get go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's take it from a spousal perspective mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So he leaves, and he's immediately focused military mindset, right? Right. What is your perspective from that? Well, I found a three-bedroom apartment in a basement, brand new, and it was close to my family. And, of course, I had to have all the set up for the children because we had to have all those beds and all that business in there. And ended up, um, it was a very busy time. It was always busy for me. Uh, But uh, the children had the living room that they spent a lot of their fun time in. And then we went outside, and there was we had family around, so I would take them to them to see them as well. But it was a quick. It was a quick. All of a sudden, you know, we drive home from from uh, Oklahoma, and and it was a quick trip. I think you were only there about a week, weren't you? Before yeah, you even, leave again? Not, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. not even that long. So, yeah. but I got established, so I was lucky. I was in an area that had a lot of my family, mm-hmm. um, which helped a lot. So, yeah, I was lucky that way. Hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Jason Myrtle. I'm the recruiter for the Kentucky Army National Guard here at NKU and in Northern Kentucky. The Kentucky Army National Guard offers 100% scholarship to any public university in Kentucky, along with a possible $20,000 enlistment bonus, additional income while attending college, and numerous other benefits. If you have any interest or questions, my contact information will be in the show notes. Go Guard. And I'm just curious, because honestly, I just don't know. What was the kind of the environment back home about the Vietnam War right now that you're going through? Yes. Uh, That's a great question, and I can tell you that because now I am identified as an Army wife, Mm -hmm. 
it is, uh, I knew people that were in college who were, were protesting and sit-ins and all that business, which were my friends. And that relationship couldn't be anymore because obviously I didn't know what to say to them and they didn't know what to say to me anymore. So it was a, it was a isolating to begin with a bit. Um, but I, as I said, I had friends, some friends, most of them were army wives as well. And of course I had my family, so that made it a little easier. But the environment, um, the family didn't even want to talk about it, um, that he was in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And on, uh, it, it, that way it was very isolating. So I hope that answers the question Absolutely. a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and Paul, do you mind sharing um, kind of your impression or your experience from the soldier's perspective in Vietnam, what was happening back home? How did that influence your mission? Um, we wrote letters every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I pretty much got a letter every day. I'm not sure, Patty, I know she didn't get one every day. Okay. Um, we were able to make, I probably made two phone calls. Two. And that was because I was a night duty officer. And um, and I could I could schedule it in my time, like one o'clock in the morning, which would be daytime on her side. Um, the phone calls would go through ham radio operators. And so when you got the call, I would say, hello, over. Right. And she would say, hello, over. over. <laughs> so they knew Just when to hear to, his voice was know, good. Right. Yeah. So, and then you, would, you ended the whole conversation with, I love you, over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I love you over. Right. <laughs> that gave the operator a chance to turn it off or yeah. something. So right. it was very interesting. But it was two phone calls, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. We didn't have internet, and, and this was our communication, verbal communication. Right. So anyway, yeah. it was uh, our letters were very important to both of us. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and from your perspective, Paul, how often... Um, would you see correspondence coming back then from Patty? Was it was it regular mail delivery or was it um, scattered? I pretty, it was pretty regular. It okay. would take, if I asked a question in a letter, it would probably take a week to seven, uh, about a week or 10 days to, to get the answer back mm -hmm. uh, just because of delivery time. Right, and, and kind of leads me to my next question, if you don't mind me prying just a little bit here. How stressful was that knowing that you have three Little kids, right? Two, one, and yeah, two um, months. Two months old. Yeah. Um, during your time, when you're focused on a mission that you have to accomplish, and worried about your family back home. Um, I worried about them, obviously, and I had their pictures uh, in my by my bed. Um, I'm not sure Patty told me everything that was going on, um, and I missed them. And, and vice versa, probably. absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah very careful what I wrote, mm -hmm. but it's. You know, it, it was what it was, and you had no way to get around it. Um, so I, I knew that she had more of a problem than I did because she had three, you know, three little ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you need to answer that. I uh, it was. I, I actually, I, I figured it out pretty early on that there's no way I was gonna. I had to join the children because there was no way I was so outnumbered, <laughs> <laughs> and there was always somebody that needed something and. Although I I really did enjoy it, it was very much um, it was it's difficult only because it was so time consuming and but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being with the children. Um, I knew what my job was. I knew what his job was. 
and we decided that we're both doing the best we can. Yeah, and when will. we got back, we'd, we'd re, uh, reunite and we'll find a new normal. Because I had my normal, you had your normal in Vietnam, and all I could think of was, oh, I can't wait till he gets back. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's a strong testament to the support system, both for, for you, Paul, knowing that you had that support yeah. back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing for you, Patty, as well, knowing that you, he was doing what he was signed up to do. Yes, And yes. Uh, the mission he had to accomplish right. while he was there. Right. Mm -hmm. And we knew it was coming. As I said, we were married for three years more. And we knew it was coming just because of the, the atmosphere. We knew it was going to be there. So we kind of prepared that way, sort of. But it was not easy. I mean, she, no, no, it I wasn't say easy. She's, totally. She had the three little kids. And it's all right. We still had our Volkswagen. So there were three car seats in the Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's all right. It worked. So she either went with the kids everywhere or dropped them off. And I tried to drop them off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was, a, it was an interesting time. Absolutely. And you had mentioned that, you know, during that time frame, you're primarily relying on communication via letters. Right. What was the portrayal that you're getting from media, um, you know, the nightly news, whatever the case may be, that's occurring over in Vietnam and you can't get instant answers about what is actually going on? I knew the cities that he was in, okay, and that's what mm -hmm. I kind of keyed in on. I thought, okay, has anything happened in Dubai and anything happened here or there? Um, at a point, I couldn't watch the news anymore because um, although the war was drawing down, there was still a lot of war going on and it was um, difficult. They would give body count and I thought, oh, I don't need to hear this. Right. And, um, and of course they had pictures um, on the news. Um, but at a certain point, either I gave up watching it or I, it just, I just, decided for myself that it wasn't good for me to be watching it all the time, so. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and vice versa, uh, Paul, um, you're not probably getting regular intel, for lack of a better term, yeah. for what's going on in the States. No, Did you have a good understanding no. of kind of what the... No, no, I knew, I really didn't know anything that was going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to share anything else with your time being in Vietnam? Um, no, it, it, it pretty much covered. I mean, I was very fortunate. My experience in the field was very uh, limited. Um, I would go on artillery raids in a helicopter, um, but that it, that was pretty much the extent of, of my exposure out, outside the, uh, the headquarters area. So is Vietnamese deer meat better than the United States deer meat? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just kidding. So, uh, you had mentioned that earlier. Yeah. That's why yeah. I brought it up. But I, I do want to go, if you don't mind me um, quoting something that I had in front of me that came from some pre-questions that we were talking about. Sure. Uh, Patty had written, I didn't fight in rice patties, but become, became a fighter in my own right. Do you mind sharing and explaining that a little bit? Well, sometimes I had to defend our position, my husband's and my position to certain people, mm -hmm. which was fine. But my race patty was more of a, 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 with the children, honestly. It was a 24-hour um, constant um, work um, to make sure everybody was fine and doing well. And, you know, everybody had to go to the doctors and do all those things that sometimes a spouse can help you with. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I got to church every, for Sunday Mass, every time except one time when uh, it was December and it had snowed. 
and the boys ran to the Volkswagen, and I'm carrying the baby, and we both fell down. And I said, okay, that's not going to happen today. Right. Boys, come back here. <laughs> but that was, that was a small point. That was small point. I had a picture of Paul, a big poster picture of, the, of him in the kitchen. And every day we'd go and say, hey, Daddy. And so they talked to him just so they could see his face because I felt that they probably wouldn't remember what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a little bit for the kids. I think that's awesome. I think yeah, that's amazing yeah. that that occurred. Did um, you have any other maybe tips and tools for spouses, significant others um, that might have a deployed individual or, or a person that's gone on a long duty um, to help them kind of get through? I can honestly say that um, I think being busy, having something to take your mind off of all of it was a key. It really was. Um, find a hobby, go to school. A lot of my friends went to school who were still wives, army wives or navy wives or whatever. They were in school. It gave them, first off, a purpose. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. This is a job and I have to take care of this part. And then, you know, it, it, just be busy. That's all I can say. It's a really important part of it all. Absolutely. and. Paul, how important was it for you knowing that you had the support of Patty taking care of your, your young children and at home? Well, I knew she would do it and right. do a good job. Uh, so I was confident on that. And I also felt that um, if she needed help, our, my family and her family were in, in the, the area, area. And, and could help out. Um, so I didn't worry about that part at all. Um, and it probably allowed you to complete the it mission did. that you it had did. to do. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Okay. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about um, coming back home. Do you mind sharing, Paul, what that experience was like leaving Vietnam and getting back to the United States? Um, I don't mind at all. I, for me, it was it was relatively easy. I was I was fortunate in that I was I knew I was going to Fort Sill again on my return, and so when I returned. I was met at the airport and we spent a week with our family and then went on to Fort Sill. And I know that um, other people experienced uh, being mocked and spit on and uh, anybody in uniform just being harassed. I didn't experience that, unfortunately. Um, but I know that it went on and, and, and it was because I was kind of in a closed society here, getting back, get off the plane, spend the week with our family and then head off again. So uh, uh, I didn't experience what other people experienced. And then once we got back to Fort Sill, we were with our peers and they'd Mm -hmm. all been in the same situation. We were all glad to have our husbands back. And it was a a nice atmosphere to to be in once we all got back because we could relate much better that way. And I was gonna say the same thing, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but you're around like-minded folks to experience like-minded things and so you had that support system built into it, I'm yeah. guessing. Yes, yes. I, I yes. will say this, though. Mm-hmm. Um, at that, when I got back, the kids were now, what, one, two, and three. Yeah. And, um, and, and you expressed it, uh, a one-year-old, my da- our daughter, um, was happy, to, happy for me to be back. That was great. My two-year-old now had spent a year looking at the picture, but... He didn't trust me. Mm-hmm. He thought I was impinging on his mother. And our oldest, all he wanted to do was army stuff. Let me see your army stuff. Let me put your boots on. <laughs> so that, so was, that was that was kind of a, a 
particularly our second son, I think. I, I didn't, I felt that he had not accepted me as a father. Uh, and it took some time. It took a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, that's kind of the next question I had written down was that return home where you're back into the family units, what that looked like and how was that adjustment. What was it like for you, Ms. Patty? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I, I had taken care of everything. The finances, which is not one of my big, I don't do that well. And of course, the kids and and taking care of all the other things that were involved, it was a, it was an, an interesting opportunity to give back some of that to him that I had been doing. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. We we my, what I had been doing, I had to now share with him. And and you didn't understand that sometimes. <laughs> Your way was a little different than my yes, way. Yes, it was. <laughs> And you're not talking about the checkbook. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, other than that, um, we had to find a new normalcy. We had to find it all over again. Every time we moved with the Army in 22 years, we were always trying to find that. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And it was a joint operation. So it didn't take long. It's just that I hadn't realized it would be, um, you know, two or three months before you can kind of really feel comfortable um, with all of it all over again. So it did take a long time. I, that was a, that's a great question, actually. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. I know personally when I got back from Afghanistan, it took us absolutely that period yeah. of time just to get feeling back to normalcy. Exactly right, exactly right. I mean, you're excited to see each other, yet the, all the things that have happened are all now things we have to figure out all over again, which is... That's what we ended up doing, so. Yeah, and for me, fortunately, I didn't have America, you know, um, kind of anti-war against yes, it. Yes, we came yes. home to a hero's welcome, which wasn't necessarily the case for no. our Vietnam no. yes, veterans exactly. and their family. Exactly, yeah. and they, yeah. you don't realize that until you kind of go, well, I, I can't call my friends, and, you know, they're protesting, some of my old friends, and you thought, oh. How nervous were you about his return back? coming into that environment? I wasn't. I was just looking forward to him coming back. Just come home, come home. And then he was a day late, so that was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had mentioned it was a day yeah, late. Yeah, a day late. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it were, it, I was thrilled. I was so happy. I wanted the kids. The kids, I, I beefed that all up. And I said, oh, I can't wait. can't wait for Daddy to come home. And, and yeah, and, and although they were excited, they weren't quite sure why they were excited, so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you spent together 22 years in the military yes. going through it. Um, talk to me just for a little bit about the transition out of that military mindset when you got out of the service back into that quote unquote civilian mindset. How was that as far as a transitional phase? I don't, I don't think that was an issue at all. Um, Maybe it wasn't for you. Well. It was one for me. I you, had a hard time. I really did. Why is that? Why? Because um, I enjoyed the people that we were working with uh, and all of our friends were all over the world. And all of a sudden, I was afraid I'd never get to see them again. And, you know, you think, oh, it was just a, a fabulous time for us other than Vietnam. He was gone a lot. Don't, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't in a, in a war zone. So that was good. But I, I had a hard time. I did. I told she you was, that. We were back for three years, and she said, oh, are we going to move again? <laughs> where where are we going to go again? They're always moving. So. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I laughed uh, because my wife and I have been, we're both retired military, and about that three-year mark, even though we bought a house here, 
she's cleaning up and packing up. She yeah. goes, we got to look for another house. We have to move. It's time to go. Yeah. That's yeah. a real yeah. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah. is. Our, yeah. My daughter is still like that. Yeah. She goes, I, I have to move things around. That's So anyway. Yeah. But, it's a great point. I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinking about all you went through and all your experiences, if you could go back today and give your younger self advice on all that, especially before you went to Vietnam and you experienced that, what kind of advice would you give yourself? And I'll let Paul start first. That's a good question. Um, the only advice I think I could give was to be flexible. Um, I think both of us grew up the same way. We were in a household and it was very much, you know, this is the way things are done. Um, and, and you just got to be flexible and accept what you're doing. If, you know, control it, but don't let opportunities pass you by. Yeah, just sway with the wind, I guess, is a way to say it. Absolutely. Ms. Patty? I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, uh, personally, I was happy to be um, moving all the time. Not moving, moving, but doing new things and seeing new places. And we're still like that now, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I enjoyed it. If I were going to talk to myself way back when, I'd say, hey, don't be so shy. Just get out there and do what it is you want to do. And I, I have since uh, adopted that. So I, I, I'm more so than I ever was when I was a younger person. So I didn't have that time either, but... I loved it. I just go out there and, and you know, experience it all. That's what I would say. Yeah, we, we can go back to one of your original points. When we first got to Fort Sill, all the long distance phone calls. I, I think I mentioned it. I again. paid more than that for my, than my rent. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of questions, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and rightfully so. We want to thank you both for sharing and thank you for your service, both of you, because mm -hmm. All family members serve. Yes. In yes. some capacity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And with that, Paul, we'll let you go first and we'll end with Patty's final comments. Anything that you'd like to share? I, I, I would like to just say that, um, that we enjoyed the military life once we got into it and moving around and meeting people. And I think that it could be, it's something that many young people could, could benefit from uh, today. Just, um, See the world, see the world, and experience it. Absolutely. Patty? We have an opportunity, and we've had for the last two years, to speak to uh, a high school a high school on the west side, uh, Seton High School girls, and they wanted to know about Vietnam, and they wanted to know about our, our experience in the Army, and their eyes were very much opened when they found out that our children, who were their ages at the time, and what they got to do and what they got to see. And it really gave them a little bit of a, a feel of what it's, what it's like when they could put themselves in my own children's position. So they, they enjoyed it very much. So I would, I would honestly say it, for me, it was a wonderful learning experience. Obviously it wasn't as easy as a lot of things, but I enjoyed it very much. Well, thank you both. And I appreciate you tremendously for, again, for sharing all that information. I just want to give you a small token. Um, and, and as we are oh, still nice. in Thank the you. 50th anniversary, um, and obviously the, the, this program is part of that 50th yes. year. Yes. And I just wanted to make sure to get you a welcome home pen and a pen as well to say thank you for all your support. Absolutely. Oh. My, Thank my, you very much. Thank you. Thank you.